Hello, listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. We will get to our story in a moment, but first, let's have a little talk. You all know the best way to help our program grow is to tell a friend or family member about us. Let them know where to find us at ohiomysteries.com, and also show them how to subscribe on any podcast app. Also, be sure to rate us and leave us a comment. Also, because of Facebook's algorithm, it is a lot harder for our Facebook page to show up on your feeds. Be sure to visit us on Facebook. Just search for OhioMysteries.com and join in on the conversation. We also have a YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube, search for Ohio Mysteries, subscribe, like, hit the notify bell. And now it's time to throw another log on the fire, campers. Let's dig up a new Ohio mystery. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us as always is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss, who spent 30 years telling these kinds of stories for the Akron Beacon Journal. Hi, everybody. Those who knew Helen Louise Stewart could never have predicted she would meet such a violent end. Her life had been anything but. The Newark, Ohio wife and mother raised five boys, Troy, Murray, Rui, Daniel, and Niles. Not surprisingly, her house became the place where the neighborhood kids congregated. She loved to cook, garden, and made a legendary bread pudding. Her late husband, Wilbert, worked at the Owens Corning plant. She worked as a secretary and cleaned offices for extra money. She also became an ordained minister. She taught Sunday school, visited nursing homes, had a habit of saying a prayer every time she saw someone pulled over by police to the side of the road, and occasionally corresponded with prisoners. One of Helen's most defining traits was her sense of adventure. Sometimes on Sunday afternoons, when her boys were still young, she would pack a picnic and take the family out for a ride in the country with no destination in mind open to wherever the road might take them. Years later, after the boys were grown and she was widowed, she converted a Volkswagen bus into a camper and set out for a trip to Florida. Helen was a lifelong resident of Newark, born in 1918 to Ray and Carrie Cochran. By 1989, she was 71 years old, a grandmother of eight and great-grandma to four. She lived on Russell Avenue, on the city's east side, with her son, Troy. Thursday, April the 20th, 1989, was a busy one for Helen. She began the day with a doctor's appointment at 9. She was still recovering from a heart attack the year before. Afterward, she did some work in the yard, hung laundry on the backyard line, and chatted with a neighbor. She was also preparing for a trip. She intended to leave that Sunday to visit an old friend in Portsmouth and expected to be gone up to a week. She loved long visits with friends. She'd just returned from a week's stay with another in Columbus. Now that day, Helen's son Troy left the house around 4 p.m. to visit his girlfriend. Around 6 p.m., Helen called her son Murray to ask if he'd stop by in the next day or two and change the oil in her car. The last person to speak with Helen was an elderly neighbor around 8 p.m. that night. At 11, 
Troy returned home. He noticed that a shelf above the couch had been knocked from the wall and a few other things were upended. But Troy had developmental disabilities and he didn't necessarily process things the way others did. The disarray did not alarm him, nor did his mom's disappearance. He decided she must have gone to spend the night at Brother Murray's house. She'd done that more than once since her heart attack. But the next morning, it struck Troy that his mom hadn't left him a note, nor called to check on him. She surely would have done that if she intended to stay the night away. He called Murray. She wasn't there. As the brothers started calling friends and family members in search of their mother, five miles away on State Route 16 near Hanover, an Ohio Department of Transportation highway crew was sealing cracks. A crew member grew curious about a gray 1981 Ford Fairmont parked on the berm. Around 11 a.m. that Friday morning, he decided to have a closer look. He peered into the car and saw the naked body of a woman in the back seat. It was Helen. Investigators later theorized she had been attacked in her home, where she was raped, beaten, and choked, probably sometime between talking with that neighbor at 8 p.m. and Troy's return at 11 while she died of strangulation, the coroner would determine she also had several broken ribs, a broken collarbone, and numerous scrapes and bruises. She had put up a fight. Police aren't sure, but thought it likely she had been killed at her home, then placed in her car and driven to where she was ultimately found. Robbery wasn't the motive. Helen's purse had cash in it, and another $3,000 was found about the house. The highway patrol asked for anyone who had seen the Ford Fairmont to come forward, and three people did, one of them saying it had been parked on the berm as early as 11 p.m. the night before. Newark Police Sergeant Scott Snow talked to Holly Zachariah, a Columbus dispatch reporter who did a thorough story of this case in 2010, and he said the first question was always, why her? She was about as low risk for a victim as you can possibly get, he said. Detectives turned to the FBI to get a psychological profile of her killer. The federal agency had launched its behavioral science unit about a decade earlier. But detectives didn't have to look very far to come up with a strong suspect because staying in the home next to Helen was a man with a violent past and a penchant for rape. Holly Zachariah did not name him in her story, but in 2010, she found him serving a sentence of 10 years to life for another rape and kidnapping. Back in 1989, that suspect worked as a stock clerk for a local grocer and lived with his girlfriend in the duplex just to the east of Helen's home. Authorities learned the night of Helen's attack he called off from work sick. 
He told police he'd been visiting family, but the stories from his relatives never quite matched up. After that, the man refused to talk further with investigators. In recent years, Newark police have combed through the evidence again, looking for any DNA evidence that could be resubmitted for testing. The coroner's report said no semen had been found on Helen's body. A new reward was offered by Helen's sons through the Licking County Crime Stoppers, hoping it would loosen someone's tongue. But it's 2022 now, and Helen Stewart is still listed on the state's database of unsolved homicides. If you have information that could solve this case, please call the Newark Police Department Detective Bureau at 740-349-6708. Evergreen Podcast Network. Head on over to evergreenpodcast.com to check out more podcasts from the Evergreen Group. You can also see us featured on killerpodcasts.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.